there you we know, go. You know, one of these days, I just realized I didn't have my uh, awesome professional uh, sunglasses on. No wonder the show started off terrible and we couldn't pronounce yingling. Uh, <laughs> but I got to get my daughters down here one of these times and just run the board over there uh, for me. But anyways, how you doing tonight, Mr. Uh, Romero? Yeah, very well. How about yourself? I'm not bad. I'm trying to stay sane. Uh, I have three daughters, and this pandemic is, is starting to take its toll. Uh, yeah. I've stopped shaving. It's I've noticed my <laughs> hair, my beard is all gray. Uh, but that's all right. It's the way it is. You, uh, is, is your daughters going? Are they schooling at home now, or, or are they going back? I know some schools are going back. Some, yeah. Some aren't. It's, uh, well, they, they are going back. Uh, I have an 11 year old, um, a seven going on eight and a three year old. Um, oh, the, wow. the 11 year old is going to go two days on two days off and then on again. So three days a week, wow. the yeah. seven year old, she'll be in second grade. She has the option of either being homeschooled for five days or in the, in the school for five days and that's it we have to choose one of those options uh wow. and we can we can uh we can reevaluate every semester whatever whatever and and pull her out if we want or put her back in if we want and then my three-year-old she goes to you know preschool and whatnot but she works at my school i work at a school for children with autism but it's integrated oh, cool okay and uh we are not gonna send her because we're, we're just not comfortable. So mm-hmm. with her staying home and my oldest daughter being home two of the five days of the week and then my middle kid who hasn't technically decided what she wants, she has a lot of anxiety issues. So okay. we're trying to figure that out. So uh, with right. all with all of that being said, I will be home again homeschooling them. Uh, mm. It's it's basically what I do for a job, anyways, because I work in that school. Right. I work with with kids' behaviors, so it's just it's I won't a, it's a rough paid. it's a rough time, man. It's, yeah. it's definitely definitely a rough time. Yeah, and I feel I feel for uh, I don't have any kids of my own, but I I feel for you know the parents who who are going through this because you know with work and you know regular life that goes yeah. along with this and this pandemic on top of it i mean it is it's really challenging for a lot of families and a lot of parents and uh, my heart goes out to them because you know at least, you know thank god that at least you're home yep. you know in that sense but you're also taking care of three girls yeah. i mean that's you know who are all need schooling and and you're having your job as well i mean that's that's tough yeah. it's really rough and uh, my wife works from home and her job she has to, she's working from home, but she has to mm. actually like be secluded. She's on phone calls. Gotcha. She, uh, she works for the, uh, a veterans hospital. She's a pharmacist. And, okay. uh, so there's a lot of phone calls back and forth and the kids just the youngest mostly, but it is tough. It is tough, but we're all, uh, finding ways to survive, uh, get through it. How, how have you been getting by during COVID? I mean, it got shut down around March and everything. What have you done? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in, in the beginning, I was hopeful, like everybody else, that this wasn't going to, uh, you know, last too long. And we were going to be in it, you know, in and out and, you know, maybe three months or so. Yeah. And um, 
right about you know about the two month mark it was like okay things are probably gonna yeah. go on a little longer <laughs> kind of realize that so um so then i just started to relax a little bit you yeah. know like I, I started you know once i realized that you know the it was likely we weren't going to be back in Japan anytime soon. Then I started to, you know, take it easy. I start to eat cookies and enjoy my life a little bit and, <laughs> you know, uh, start eating and, and a little bit less working out. And then, uh, and then, you know, it, it kind of went through and then here we are, you know, we, we had the opportunity with new Japan to start, uh, you know, playing around and taping a new series called um, lions break collision that we did four weeks yeah. of. And, uh, you know, that was great to kind of get out of, uh, you know, just the month, the, mon the, the, you know, every day of, yep. you know, just waking up and you're in the house. So, uh, you know, we did all the, the, the protocols, got all that done and, you know, we, you know, and it was smooth sailing. And then now, you know, we moved on to New Japan Strong, which is every Friday night at njpwworld.com. And uh, yeah, now we're in that. And, uh, you know, currently I'm right here and I'm actually in Baltimore. Uh, you know, we're doing some tapings for Ring of Honor. Uh, they're bringing back their pure title and I'm in their tournament. And uh, yeah, so, it, you know, that this has been a, a really great experience. It's been really safe for everybody involved. And, um, and you know, I'm really excited to get back, uh, to, you know, doing what I love. Excellent. Now, you mentioned New Japan and you, that's where I learned from you. Uh, I mean, you, you, went over there at uh the age of 20 i believe and uh one of the one of the greatest things i heard today and i didn't know this because i knew you uh from the tag team division with with uh oh what's the beretta you know you're over there you're a tag team guy uh for the longest time but i found out today you were you were the fourth black tiger which I was blown away. There's two things that I found out when I was researching you that blew me away. One was you were the fourth black tiger. Uh, go, did, did you, go ahead. You want to say something about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look at look at yeah. the list of people that uh, yeah. that you know yep. preceded me. Uh, you know, uh, Mark Willemar Rocco yep. recently just, we just passed. passed. Yeah. One of one of fantastic wrestlers. Uh, you know, truly changed the game with his matchups against Tiger Mask, you know, just like Dynamite Kid did yeah. with, with the original Tiger Mask. Um, and as well as like in the in the UK scene as well in the world of sport. And then uh, and then you've got, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero number, you know, coming in number two. Yeah. And, you know, obviously just, a, you know, a legend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of my personal, personal favorite uh, wrestlers of all time. And Silver King, who, who you know, who's another uh, fantastic wrestler who did it all, did it all, worked with everybody, you know, at a high level. And, uh, he was a good friend of mine. Uh, unfortunately he passed away too. Yep. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, to be in that kind of lineage and, and around, you know, with the top of the top, I mean, and then, you know, just to have a, that opportunity, I was ecstatic as a young man, you know, I was like 24, yeah. 25 or something like that. And, and, uh, maybe 26. And, um, you know, just getting the opportunity to do that. I mean, it was life-changing, completely life-changing. When they, when they said, uh, you know, did you want to be Black Tiger? I was like, hell yeah. Are you sure? Me? <laughs> Are you sure? You want some other guy like, you know, Brian Danielson? Or something? Yeah. He's really good. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, so it was just pretty crazy. And, um, you know, it, it completely changed my life. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate. And I've been with New Japan for so many years yep. and, you know, you know, on and off in, in the early days bit. And then, uh, you know, really settled in since 2011. And, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't 
you know, it, it'd be hard to ever leave New Japan. I, I just love the company so much. I love the product. Uh, I'm still, I still get excited for everything that we're doing, you know? So, it, you know, it doesn't feel like a job. It, you know, it really is um, just, you know, the perfect, perfect place, you know, workplace for me, you know? Um, it, it does. It does seem great. And, and now you do a lot of commentary. You're managing, uh, you, you do, you know, the music and, and all the look, but, uh, you know, New Japan's trying to go global with, with uh, you know, New Japan, uh, U.S. And uh, what is your uh, part to play in that role? Um, you know, I mean, uh, as a wrestler, for, you know, first and foremost, yeah. and then, I, you know, I am involved with the dojo. Um, you know, basically, it's Shibata's dojo. He's in charge of the training and, you know, and the Young Lions, and, you know, but, um, you know, I, I try to help out wherever I can, you know, I had a, a, some great experience uh, with the first LA dojo back in 2002 and kind of saw, you know, some things that, that, uh, you know, went wrong and mistakes that were made and, you know, some things that were good and bad. So like um, I've been trying to, you know, to be helpful and supportive for, you know, the LA office and uh, as well as Shibata just with anything that they might need, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place with that, you know, whatever I can help in, in, in kind of, um, you know, expertise or, or, or whatever, yeah. you know, I, and, and just connections, you know, I think, you know, you know, a lot of stuff gets brought to me, you know, um, I'm kind of become the ambassador, you know, to new Japan pro wrestling in, in, in the U S in a way. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff comes across my table, you know, I've got a lot of connections from over the years. So I, I try to, you know, just kind of help out and play, uh, you know, the game of, of connecting certain things and certain people and, um, you know, helping with some of the, you know, new wrestlers that might join, you know, uh, you know, that if they're going to join the, the, the chaos or the new Japan side, then, I, um, you know, I try to help out where I can. Yeah. And you just mentioned, uh, you know, chaos, chaos. And I know that you're great friends with, uh, Gallows and Anderson from the bullet club. Uh, we'll get to talk and shop later. Um, new Japan likes to, they they respect their wrestling and they like to keep things kayfabe and all that fun stuff uh, that I enjoy as as a fan. Uh, is it challenging to be friends with them and and keep the Bullet Club and and you know the faction you're in separate? Well, you know, right now they're not a part of any faction. Well, so you know, really, it's not it's not an. Oh, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Well, they not were part of any faction. Well, they were never. Uh, I think. Uh, Thomas said, you know, they're, they're, they were never out, you know, blood in, they were never blood out, but they're not in new Japan right now. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So, so I feel like, uh, you know, you know, right now it's definitely not an issue if, if they were to come back to new Japan, which hopefully they will. And, uh, you know, if they're the bullet club, you know, it may be become a problem for, uh, for talking shop and the three of us in, in some kind of way, obviously, um, but, you know, I, I feel like we got to cross that bridge when it happens, you know, because, yeah. um, yeah. you know, so many things could happen. And right now, you know, with the borders being closed, I mean, who, who really knows when that'll happen? You know, it could be three months, six months, eight <laughs> months. I mean, who yeah. knows? You know? <laughs> so so it, it's really hard to tell right now, you know. So, um, you know, so I'm just uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the time that, you know, I'm, I'm being able to, you know, to work with my friends, you know, two yeah. guys that are really good friends of mine. Yeah. And, um and, uh, you know, I just kind of leave it at that, you know, like leave the personal stuff there, leave the business stuff, 
uh, especially when it comes to New Japan, kind of separate. And we'll see what happens. I mean, there's there's very well a good chance that uh, you know maybe maybe the three men of Talking Shop won't exist. I don't I don't really know. It's too too early to say, you know. And it, see, I was I was under the assumption and shame on me because uh, I thought I'd heard uh, part of their deal was with Impact was that they they were going to do New Japan dates, which they haven't yet. And so I do get that, but uh, I I want to go to Talking Shop because we had we had uh, we had the good brother Doc on here. Right before the show, okay. and uh, we watched it here live, and it was exactly like Doc said, the worst pay-per-view I was ever going <laughs> to see, uh, and I mean that in in every sense of the word. Uh, how, how does a pay-per-view of that manner come about, and did it only come about because of the pandemic or when, when he, you know, when they got let go from the WWE, it was around the same. Yeah. It was about the same time. Was he going to do it anyways? Or, or how does that talk of shop well, mania come about? I mean, I mean, really, I mean, the guys got let go because of the pandemic basically. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, wh- whatever, however you want to break yeah. it down of, of how that all went through, you know, like there's so many ways you could break it down. He's probably had probably, it in his head forever to do. We should, we shouldn't get into maybe like yeah. why or how yeah, WWE yeah. did it. But, um, um, uh, you know, I, I think that it, it was just a spark of, cre- you know, kind of creative genius that came to him. I think because of the situation, you know, if probably yeah. the things wouldn't happen if they wouldn't have got let go, if there wasn't a pandemic, I don't know if exactly if he would have had the time or the energy to do it. Cause obviously he would, mm-hmm. he would have been probably with WWE. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I, I feel like, you know, it was just an opportunity that presented itself yeah. because of the current state uh, of professional wrestling and the current state of like, here's an opportunity where um, it's really difficult for people to make content. So how can we do that? How can we do it in a safe way? And then um, how can we do something that's completely different because you know, basically almost everything is shut down right now. So, um, you, you know, and I think out of that, you know, kind of when you, like, uh, when you put it, uh, you know, back against the wall and you have to make some kind of decisions, I think that, you know, Gallows uh, came up with the idea and, you know, like he's, I don't know if he told you, but, you know, he basically told us, me, me and Carl, like, yeah. uh, he called us and was like, I'm doing this pay-per-view from, from <laughs> yeah. my backyard. You guys are either in or out. Yeah, like, that's what he said. <laughs> what what pay-per-view? What are you talking about? He's like, talking shop. A talking shop pay-per-view. He was like, and we started like giggling and we we're like, like a talking shop of mania. He's like, talking shop of mania. Like, right. Yeah. So we're like, okay, you know, if we can figure out how to do it. I mean, and then, you know, that was kind of like in the early days of the pandemic. So yep. it almost seemed like we were going to be out right at you know, probably you know so we had scheduled it right around the time that it seemed like things were going to be very relaxed and then all of a sudden uh you know when you know basically the the day that i landed on the uh, in, in georgia and on this property or like a week or so before it, it you know we had thought about like are we going to be able to do this you know um because things started to shut down again yeah and uh so it kind of got, got a little close to the wire and, and, and me and carl were both like we had invested so much time and money into it. And it's just like, I don't know if we can even do this. And, and, uh, but, you know, we, we came up with a great, you know, protocol that, that kept everybody safe. And, yeah. um, you know, we were very open with everybody and, uh, you know, thank God that gal's wife 
is as a registered nurse, so yeah, she's able said. to you know to be on hand and and you know and, and take temperatures, not you know temperature checks. Uh, you know, some people were able to do testing. So um, you know, we tried to be do the best that we can. We tried to keep everybody safe, and uh, you know, thank God we we were able to. So um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm ha- I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. It was by far the worst piece of crap of all time, <laughs> but uh, pretty entertaining. Now. Is is it true that uh, it almost didn't happen? Like like Doc almost Doc almost forgot about it. Did he did he fall asleep and it almost didn't go down? Yeah, first day was rough. You know, I mean, first of all, the first day we had like an eighty percent chance of rain. Or something, oh my goodness, fifty percent chance of rain. So it started raining a bit, and um, you know, so that was the first hurdle. And then uh, and then you know, so I arrive and. Uh, me and Carl are like, okay, so where's the big man? Big man was nowhere to be found, of course. <laughs> and uh, we were like, what? Well, where is he? Where is he? He's like, he's still sleeping. He's, I'm like, are you gonna wake him up? He's like, I'm not waking him up, <laughs> you know. So, um, so finally, I think uh, we we talked to his wife, and his wife was like, I- I've been trying to wake him up. So basically, she she's like, she's like trying to wake him up, wake him up, and you know, we find out later that, uh, and he goes, uh, she tells him. Hey, uh, you know, Rocky and Carl are downstairs. Everybody's ready to go. The crew is here. And he's like, the crew? He's like, why is Rocky and Carl here? She's like, uh, for the pay-per-view that you booked <laughs> in our backyard. And uh, yeah, so then, you know, he was like, oh, shit, that's today. You know, so yeah. <laughs> he ran down and we finally made it happen. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, in all its glory, you, you know, you saw the result of it. I did. It was great. And and this is this leads right into the the other thing that I found out today that I was extremely shocked about. Uh and shame on me. Uh there was a, a luchador at Talking Shopamania. El El Chico El Luchador what's his name? El Chico El Luchador. Yeah, him. Greatest Gr- greatest, greatest wrestler ever, right? Yeah, of all time. And I my, and, my hero. Yeah, and I I didn't know anything about him and it's so funny because i was going to reach out to him i was going to have vanessa reach out to him and see if we could get him on the show uh yeah that's what he took that's what i that's what i've heard the grapevine but uh he had a great performance there uh i thought it was extremely unique too with doc uh with gals and anderson that the last time we i mean it wasn't not great but the last time we saw him was at uh, the boneyard match, and then the next time we see him is at the boner match. Uh, that can continue. Match. Yeah, boner the boner yard. yard. Yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> what did I say? The boner match. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a different. That's a that's it's a totally total, That's thing. a totally different show. <laughs> it's a different uh, match. <laughs> it is a different match, and I thought that because uh, in wrestling, uh, you know, uh, being uh, keeping uh, continuity is is perfect. Has Doc contacted you already about? Talking Chopper Mania too. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, chatter between the three of us, you know. So basically, we're at the point where like I'm kind of indifferent if we do it, we do it. Um, Carl is completely against it at this point, and Gallows is, I think, secretly planning. <laughs> I'm sure he's already, he's already booked in <laughs> so, it. <laughs> yeah. So um, how do we'll you see. top the original? <laughs> that's a good know, point. That's that's the you know. It's either one of the, you know it's, it goes one or two ways. It's either going to be the greatest sequel of all time, or it's going to be a complete flop. You know, it's either going to be like Back to the Future Two, or like what's a terrible 
most most sequels are just terrible, right? So yeah. I have no idea how it's going to go. We'll see. We'll see. The the good thing is that there's plenty of stuff. Uh, you know, you know, a, a lot of the companies make it pretty easy to uh, to give us material to kind of have fun with and spoof. So yeah, um, we just got to keep our you know our our eyes and ears open and record uh, plenty of wrestling during the week, and you know, I, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, don't don't let don't let Doc know because uh, that'll be the tagline, the worst sequel ever. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll do that. But I want a blooper reel. Give me a blooper reel. I know everybody's been asking for the blooper. Reel. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think we use the best stuff, though. You know, I mean, really, I mean, I mean, right? Like it's the worst. Everything happens so fast. Yeah, yeah I mean, because because that's the good thing about you know the talking shop and mania style is. Um, obviously the bloopers are, are, are part of, of it and it's, 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 that's the, that's the best shots, you know? So they're, they're, most of them are in there. Um, my favorite thing about this, when I, when I heard about it, I was like, this is solid gold. Like, this is something I want to see. This is something I need right now in, in what we're going through. And I loved it, but it opened my eyes to the pod, the talk and shop podcast. Like I didn't know anything about this so i went back i learned about it i mean you use three guys uh just basically sitting around you know drinking talking shop beers and and just it and record uh, how did how did the actual podcast get off the ground um you know we're kind of like early to the game yeah. a little bit you know so like really there wasn't a lot of professional wrestling podcasts at the time and, um, you know, or at least like it wasn't as, as popular or, or, you know, as the market wasn't as saturated as yeah. it is now. So, um, you know, we, Carl and I had, had a conversation. This actually was Carl's brainchild. And he was like, you know, we should start a podcast, you know, and this was, you know, the, the early days of Bullet Club. Right. So uh, at this time, you know, New Japan wasn't really like, uh, you know, really in, in, in the U.S. And, and kind of had that like Western um, you know, push, you know, so I feel like, uh, you know, so we were able to kind of like come up with the idea and I was of course in chaos. He was in bullet club. So, you know, it was just supposed to be the podcast between me and him, you know, mm-hmm. and then our first guest was going to be gallows. So oh, we brought in gallows and, you know, we, we started recording and then we re- quickly realized that, well, gallows is the gimmick. Yeah. So like, you know, it's so the money maker. actually, we're going to need gallows. We're like, okay. So we completely revamped it, the idea. And, you know, we had so much fun doing the first episode um, that we just kind of, you know, we just, we, we figured we had gold. And, you know, at, at that time we were doing really good numbers uh, for, you know, being a really just a small podcast in, in, in a world where podcasts, uh, wrestling podcasts hadn't really completely taken off, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it was really kind of a, you know, a wild, wild west and it was really underdeveloped at that time. So, um, you know, we, we partnered with MLW, MLW Radio, who kind of helped us out, and, you know, gave us the platform. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, fast forward to, you know, we, we've, I think we did it for about a year or so. And then it just became too much, you know, yeah. just doing podcast every week, you know, got, uh, it was just like, you know, basically nobody really wanted to do it anymore. So I'd be like, we need to do that. You know, we need to record or you guys need to send me something because I, I, you know, I was the one editing and putting it all together. And then. Finally, I was just like, I'm not doing it anymore. And they're like, thank God, because none of us want to do it anymore. So, you know, and then, of course, the guys went to WWE yeah. and, you know, everybody's, you know, lives kind of changed. So 
Um, so that was it, you know, and, and we thought we'd never do it again, but there was always like a, um, you know, a, a group of people who would always contact us and, and be like, oh, you guys need to bring back the podcast, you need to bring back the podcast. And then when the guys uh, were in WWE and they met, and they met Chris Jericho, they did talk and shop on, on talk as Jericho. Yeah. And that kind of completely changed the game because everybody was able to go back and look for some of the old episodes and every, it kind of just put talk and shop on the map, you know, cause like there were huge, huge episodes for Jericho and talk as Jericho. So um, everybody was just kind of waiting and we were kind of just waiting too. like, you know, when we do do this podcast and we do bring it back, it's going to be, it, you know, it's going to be a big deal. And it, it just took, many many years but you know the opportunity i think like four four weeks before four or five weeks before uh the guys got let go we had just started the podcast so the you know the week of when the guys got let go i mean we went to you know number one in sports uh we went to you know we were like number 37 on apple all-time podcast we're like behind conan o'brien wow. so like yeah, so we, you know, we really hit some some big numbers right off the bat, and uh, you know, kind of everything happens for a reason, and the podcast has just grown every single week, just leaps and bounds. Yeah. It's pretty pretty crazy, and uh, you know, and we're just kind of, we couldn't be more grateful. We have a great uh, Patreon <laughs> that really helps us out and and kind of fuels it and keeps it going because um, otherwise everybody else everybody's already like. Uh, we have to record, <laughs> but you know, we do have so much fun and what's cool is we're, you know, we're actually all really, really close. So to be able to, you know, talk to your best friends for an yeah. hour every week and catch up. I mean, that's really what it, it's all about, you know, and, and, you know, everybody's uh, lives are in different, you know, we're on three different parts of the U S everybody's, you know, like the trajectories are so different. You know, I'm working in New Japan. These guys are working, you know, finding their way through Impact. And, you know, this really exciting time for everybody. We're doing Talking Shop Mania, uh, you know, and, and we're creating content during this crazy, crazy time in the world and trying to bring smiles, you know, to people's faces. And really that's what Talking Shop Mania ended up being. It was like, let's make people laugh. Let's yeah. make people <laughs> laugh because things are bad right now, you know, yeah. all over for so many people. It's like, what, like, like, you know, let's do it and let's have fun with it. And, um, you know, here's a great opportunity to just, you know, have a good time. And yeah. like, you know, that's important too. Right. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, so I, I, I feel really accomplished in that part. And, um, you know, we, we didn't expect for the reaction to be what it was like at all. Like it, it was really humbling. And, uh, just to see everybody, um, you know, like to go through the numbers, you know, we hit like number three or four, like uh, in the U.S. on Twitter. And I mean, we just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe we're all texting each other like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? This piece of, yeah, this piece of trash that we made <laughs> is trending right now. It's like number seven in the world or something like, what is going on with our, so, you know, just really grateful for, you know, for everybody who's watching and supported and and it's pretty crazy because like even still, what are we like three weeks since the, you know, it aired, you know, yep. the first night yeah. and um, people are still going, you know, still discovering it and talking about it and tweeting about it and be like, I just watched it for the third time. I just watched it for the fourth time. I saw a tweet today from, um, from one of our good friends, Karen, and she said, uh, I, I just watched uh, Talking Shop for the third time because 
I just had a bad day and I wanted to laugh. It's like, this is crazy, you know? So it's kind of become this crazy cult classic. And um, I don't know if we decide to do it again, we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens, you know? It's hard, it's hard to top that. To the next one. It's yeah. the one-liners too. Someone in the chat said, oh no, <laughs> another chair shot. <laughs> I'm going to burn you. No, don't burn me. <laughs> yeah, there's some great stuff. Um, hard to catch lightning twice. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah, Caddyshack well, two better than Caddyshack? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know. I'm gonna have to like now. Yeah, now I'm definitely feeling the pressure. <laughs> Everybody keeps talking about it. But uh, yeah, so maybe you know, maybe it's a thing that we won't rush. But we won't wait too long because I've noticed that most sequels when they wait too long, mm-hmm. they they lose their audience. You know, so I feel like. Uh, yeah, you know we we, we got to be strategic on that. Uh, but Doc said when we had Doc on here, he's like, "Don't go in like this is this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be right. a, you know a wink and a nod and all that stuff." And it was exactly what he said. It it, it was exactly the way he he portrayed it to to us on the show. Right, and and I I couldn't have been happier, man. I I. I had a headache. I was smiling and laughing so hard. <laughs> so Same. it was great. So guys should definitely be proud of that. Um, Thank you. But let's let's get to where we are now. Uh, wrestling's starting to open up a little bit here and there. Um, you know, places are coming back. Ring of Honor, like you said, their pure tournament, which you're in. I think it's, uh, what, 16 of the top competitors? I think 16, right, Vanessa? I believe so. Yeah, 16, and they announced uh, 10 of them. And uh, so I look forward to that. The tapings are going on now, but it, it, we'll be able to see it when? when? You know what? I, I'm not really sure yeah. what the air date is. I'm not sure if they've announced that just yet, but I, I'm, I'm I tried to find out. I'm pretty sure it's, it, it's very soon, yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's like mid-September, but don't quote me on it. Yeah. Um, And uh, what, are, what Sorry, else? Sorry, it's 10. 10, 10 people. Oh, even That's, more intense, more exclusive. So that was uh, just updated as of two days ago. Oh, so it might, there might be more if it's 10, because it would have, I think, have to probably be eight or 16. Yeah, I think it was 10. I think they announced 10, 10 but there's going to be 16. Okay. So there's like 16 people right. that we don't know, which will yeah, make well, it. To be honest, we haven't got all the information either. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of, we've been seeing people around like, oh, you're in this? Oh, who's oh <laughs> you know, like, there you go. So, so yeah, so, um, you know, but I'm excited for it. I, I think, you know, Ring of Honor coming back with the pure title is really smart on their end. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm excited because, you know, a lot of things have changed and, and, and I think uh, people will be excited to watch ROH come back and, and I, and I get, applaud them for, you know, taking the time to really make sure that things were going to be safe for the mm-hmm. wrestlers and the staff. And they've done a, an exceptional, exceptional job with that. And, uh, you know, they didn't rush back, which was extremely important. You yes. know? And, um, you know, so and, and, and still, the, you know, they, they've taken care of all yep. their talent. They paid for, you know, like you hear really great stories about like, uh, oh, I was booked for Ring of Honor, you know, in may and some you know they still paid me and they still you know like all these great you know independent wrestlers that still were taken care of uh by ring of honor so you, you really gotta applaud them for that yeah we had um we had both members of the bouncers on from ring of honor 
and uh, they said the same thing, man. Uh, you know, very professional. They got paid for all the dates that they had, and uh, I mean that's the way to go. You gotta. I mean that's that's what that's they huge. had to do. So yeah, much love to them. That's huge. Yeah, definitely. Um, we got New Japan US. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. What's the what's the end game? What's the goal? What's what does New Japan US uh, want to do? You know, coming up, hopefully in 2021, when we can get back into things, what's their main goal? Um, I think, you know, just, I mean, really, it's just growing the brand of New Japan, you know, worldwide. Um, You know, last year was a a big year. We we were able to, you know, go to the UK. We were able to, uh, you know, do MSG with Ring of Honor and, uh, you know, had some really, really big successes. And, um, you know, so I, I think 2021 will just be a, a continuation of that. Um, obviously, we've got the New Japan Strong show um, every Friday night, 7 p.m. Pacific to 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and that comes out on NJPWWorld.com, their streaming service. And, uh, you know, it's been a really exciting show. For, you know, for me, it's really the, the, the best pure wrestling show on any platform right now, you know, so... Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of this, you know, what, which has been cool is like, I think because New Japan didn't rush back the same way that Ring of Honor did, it, it was, a, you know, they were able to see like some of the mistakes yeah. that some of the companies made and, and, you know, and kind of see like what was good and what was bad. So like, like, I, like I said, I think that kind of pure wrestling is probably better that translates to um, having no fans at the moment, you know, than anything else. So I, I feel like, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like more like UFC, you know, shows more like a UFC branded show where you feel like, you know, you can hear the punches and the kicks. You can hear the guys, you know, talking crap to each other. And, uh, you know, and it's really grounded as opposed to um, some things that just kind of don't really work that great, yeah. you know, during, you know, with, with no fans or little to no fans, you know, or, or, you know, whatever trainees or wrestlers, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's all a learning game, you know, yeah. but I'm excited about the show because I, obviously that's like maybe the next step to having something, you know, maybe back on TV at yeah. some point on, you know, on, uh, you know, on Friday nights or whatever night it is. And, uh, you know, I think uh, New Japan of America will continue to grow uh, into 2021. And I think that, you know, they just kind of had to, you know, kind of, you know, just slightly make some some changes and yeah, just you know, pump the brakes adapted. yeah yeah they adapted pretty well and and you know i think the the show is a testament i mean it's kind of one of those things where i think it's going to be like an extremely like critically acclaimed type of show um you know some some fans won't get into it and you know that's fine you know it's, it's definitely not going to be for everybody but i i think for most fans um uh, especially new japan fans they'll enjoy it excellent Excellent. Uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure to have you on tonight, Rocky. I mean, I, I, you, you're very, uh, well, you speak very well. You, you have great stories. I feel, uh, we could have gone on all night, uh, just on, on a lot of things. And, uh, I, I appreciate your time. I'm not going to keep you all night, but, uh, we are at the end of the show. What I usually do at the end of the show is I'm going to give you a mic and, uh, you can put over anything you want. You can say anything you want. Plug anything you want, bury anything you want. Uh, I will not interrupt you. The floor is yours. Uh, like I said, NJPW Strong tomorrow night. Uh, it's That's the right. finals of the New Japan Cup. 
um, the debut of myself, the debut of Jay White as well. And uh, it's, it's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, Talking Shopper Mania is still available on pay-per-view. Um, I think it's for like seven more days or something like that. Don't quote me. And uh, But you can also find it on Fight TV. If you buy it on Fight, you'll be able to keep it forever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's a great place. You know, you can rewatch it as many times as you like. Um, and then we've got our podcast comes out every Sunday morning. It's called Talk and Shop with Gallows and Anderson and myself. Um, just three best friends, drinking beer, yeah. talking crap, having a good time. Uh, talking about our personal lives, talking about, uh, you know, the wrestling business, stories. I mean, it goes all over the place. Uh, we usually have some pretty good guests that, that'll stop in. Um, and then patreon.com backslash talk and shop. That's where you can find even more talk and shop content. Uh, we've got extra bonus uh, shows that we put up every week. We've got a new series that uh, Sex Ferguson is, is putting together, aka oh, uh, Gallows. Um, it's like a, kind of a spoof on Raw Underground, so you should probably check that out. There's going to be some really funny stuff that, that drops on that. And then, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Find me on Instagram, at AzucaRock, A-Z-U-C-A-R-R-O-C. Support ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Rocky Romero. And, of course, my own personal site, RockyRomeroMerch.com, where you can get all kinds of great stuff. Excellent. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for giving us your time tonight. Thank you so much. Have a great one. I appreciate yeah. you. And good luck with the, uh, with, with the kids. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Have a good night. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, it was great. Uh, this guy's called The Standing Streamer. Yeah!